three, two, one. Oh shit. Is it episode 60? One. 61. Three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to episode 61 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Presented by Loyalty Liquors, hosted by Aaron Taylor, Ben Schanenberger. And um, if you were blessed with what just happened and getting to witness it, you would appreciate us even more. <laughs> um, but it's all good. Today's our first in 61 episodes. This is our first DWP, Driving While Podcasting. <laughs> I've never had a DWP before. Be kind of awesome if you got pulled over and the cop's like, what are you doing? It's like, bro, <laughs> recording this Sunday Dude, conversation. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. It was, it, was, uh, it was game show time, and uh, I swerved because um, I was excited. <laughs> uh no uh shit dude yeah here we are about to be on uh, 95 north heading to ct let's go pretty exciting just yeah. gonna check just gonna check in for a brief moment and then hit the road again but wouldn't expect um, anything else less from you buddy gotta get the motorcycle you know yeah right right it's you know it's summer's we're, coming we're, gotta be ready to, to ride <laughs> wouldn't have come back if i had it already but uh it's all good uh how was your week dude uh great week great great week in a in a lot of in a lot of senses um but my sports you're, you're still with us i'm still with us we'll get to that in a second sasha saved my life yesterday like legitimately that's like there's not a ton of hyperbole in that like legit sasha saved my life yesterday um but let's see the Blues are on a four-game winning streak and looking strong heading into the playoffs. They look fucking awesome. Pumped about that. The Patriots drafted their quarterback of the future, Mac Jones, who, Mac Jones, going to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Kids a stud, just had the most efficient season in college football history as a quarterback. Everything's coming up, Aaron. And then on top of that, yesterday, I'm going to jump into this because I, I only told you a brief uh, uh, portion of the story yesterday. Um Sasha and I were at East Rock Park. I was going to get my hair cut, so I wanted to get her to the park before I, I went to get my hair cut. Took four inches off, you know, so I'll have the summer flow going in about three weeks. going to be great. Timed it perfectly. Daps to me. Shout out my girl Missy at OG Salon in uh, Glastonbury. She does a great job. Uh, so we're walking, and, like, Sasha, unfortunately, and it's my fault for not training her better when she was a puppy, but, like, she can't really be off the leash. She'll book it. I mean, she'll come back. She always comes back, but, you know, she runs. She runs. She explores. She smells. You know, she lives She lives her life through her nose. Um, so, but because of the training we have done, I can have her on the leash and not hold the leash, and she'll, you know, she'll heal. She'll walk right next to me or you know, maybe a couple feet in front of me, but she won't go anywhere if the leash is on and I'm not holding it. So yesterday we're walking on kind of the, the back trail that I like to go on and I have my headphones on, which are, you know, noise canceling headphones, um, which, you know, I always thought were the fucking tits because like, you know, they just, it, you're just wrapped up in 
the sound and the sound quality and all that jazz. So we're walking and she's next to me. And as long as I've been letting her walk herself, more or less, I always am paranoid that she's going to just book it. Cause she knows that like, she knows I don't have the lease. She knows that if she runs, like she can run. Um, but she never has, never has, you know, that's like the training kicking in, I guess. Yesterday we're walking and we're coming up to this like bend in the trail. And I look down at her and she's kind of stopped. And then she just turns around and runs. And I'm like this little motherfucker. Like, of course she chooses today to do this one. Like I kind of have to like stay on schedule. So I turn around and start to run after her, which you're not really supposed to do, but I did. As I start running, I hear this loud fucking crashing noise behind me. I turn around and Ben, no word of a lie. In fact, I'm going to send you a picture today when I take her there because I'm sure it's still sitting there. But 14, 15 foot branch that had to have been a foot in, in thickness and diameter just fell from 30 feet up and literally missed me by, I would say, 18 to 24 inches, where if I was holding her leash or uh, she hadn't run, it would have just smoked both of us in the heads. But she heard the cr- the branch crack off the tree and start to fall. And so that's why she ran. And because she ran, I turned around and ran after her. And it missed me by, let no joke, less than two feet. And I swear to I would have, if it hadn't killed me, I would still probably be laying on that fucking trail. Cause of course I'm the only person I've ever seen on it. So I'd just be laying there until either I got eaten or somebody found me. So back to what you said originally, yes, it is, it is a good day to be alive. And I'm, and uh, I'm thankful for my dog who just fucking, she's just the best. Well, I think you owe her a milk bone or something. Oh, bro. I got her a giant rawhide bone. I got her a bully stick. I got her some ice, some doggy ice cream yesterday. She got, and we went for two walks. I ended up taking her for another one in the afternoon after that, because I was like, yo, you deserve this shit, girly. Well, I guess, uh, fucking shouts to shouts to Sasha. And, uh, I mean, it would have been a lonely podcast this week. Um, and for the rest of eternity, <laughs> uh, without you, bub. So um, I'm glad you are here. You would and, uh, you would have had to change it to Sunday thoughts instead of Sunday conversation. <laughs> Sunday thoughts with Ben. Now that I've lost my heartbeat. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, and also you know, cryptocurrency. Another big week. If you're not investing in cryptocurrency at this point, I don't know what the fuck you're doing because. Uh, let's put it this way: Penn National Gaming was my largest position in terms of dollar amount and Ethereum, which I invested in uh, off and on for, you know, for a few years now has like skyrocketed past Penn national gaming in like half the amount of time. So I don't know what you're doing if you're not investing, but anyways, before we get into any of that stuff, Benny, how was your week, man? Oh, dude, you know me, my week was great. Um, literally great. Uh, guess there's not really too many other words other than great um to describe it uh no just cruising around hung out on the beach in florida now uh heading back north and then i'll be uh shit man on the road again probably heading towards uh jay hole oh you're uh, going back out to wyoming i think so i got some um i got some stuff lined up out there 
What a life. Uh, I think so. I don't know. You know, just wherever the wind takes me. Yeah, follow your feet. As Sasha follows her nose, I'm following my feet. So, but uh, yeah, no, so that's good. And going to check in, you know, back with the fam and everything. And uh, yeah, like you said, fucking, if you haven't invested in crypto yet, uh, you're fucking right off because (laughs) shit, dude. What was, I mean, I think, man, what was that back? What, when we used to talk Tesla, how, when was that? Like, when was the Tesla split? Tesla split, let's see. That probably would have been, well, they would have announced at the end of a quarter. It wasn't the last quarter of the year, so it would have been September, right. maybe October. Hold on. Right. So, meaning at one point, you know, we were talking Tesla, all this and all that. And I think I even had said on here, like, oh, you know, got rid of my Tesla and you as an avid musker. um, We kind of made this little joke, like, let's see which one wins. And we're talking about Ethereum versus Tesla. Um, It was in it was in August. Yeah. Okay, so August, and I think Ether was right around, you know, it was like right around five, six hundred bucks, I think, dude. Here, I'll I'll get the exact. uh... It started pulling away a little, and and then Tesla started following, and then there became a point when it just was like fucking game over. All right, so at the date of the split, Ether was $400. Okay. And it is now $2,876 and closer to 2900 bucks. And Tesla so yeah, that's, was that's uh, August 28th was uh, $442 and Tesla's at $710. So, I mean, still good, you know, still good returns, but I mean, just, it's not even, it's not even comparable at this point. Um, but the, Hey dude, you, you had told me something that, was intriguing to me obviously me being kind of in the space and have talked about it for a while but that mark cuban like bet let's 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 chat about that dude that's yes so that's interesting because that's big fucking money dude like meaning or a big player and somebody who who kind of until recently was very anti-cryptocurrency exactly um but you know what somebody must have sat him down and been like hey dude like like this is how the technology works all this shit um but hold on let me pull up this post uh okay i know i know that go ahead ahead. keep talking no no no. i was just gonna say i know something must have happened with him because I, I remember like a brief moment in time there. Like, I feel like he's very trendy with his investments and he like, he got big into like, um, I guess being like an advocate for like drop shipping. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like back when that was like a huge thing and there was like these teenage kids making huge dough because they like figured out the algorithms of drop shipping and all that stuff. So, yeah. I know that he, he is obviously trendy in, in his investing mind, which, you know, obviously excites me. 
than you and anyone else's well, space. You know what, Ben? And I, I was talking to a couple of friends about this recently, but like, you know, we're unfortunately for us, we live in the generation of like, you're not just going to be able to get rich and retire off your day job, right? Like you're not gonna be able to work the same job for, I mean, some people may be able to, but the average American our age at this point with the amount of debt they have and all that jazz, probably not going to be able to work a job for 20, 25, 30 years, and then be able to retire, you know, and live like really comfortably off that money. You may be able to, but like, you have to be super savvy and start saving right away. So we are kind of the generation of the side hustle. We're like, you know, whether it's passive or active, whether you, you know, own rental properties and, and, you know, have that bringing in money for you, or you work a second job or like you do sell on eBay or like I do bartend, like, you know, you have to have side hustles bringing you money. And like, that's the only way to like really set yourself apart. And, you know, you and I have both experienced that and, and just how those little things have made differences. So, you know, there, there are opportunities though, where if you're savvy with your fucking money and, and, and do the right things where like, you can kind of buck those trends and really kind of explode your, your uh, net worth and, and, um, and get towards retirement faster. But so here's, here's the details of this. So this guy, Peter Malouk, who I, I don't know who he is. Um, uh, but regardless, he's verified on Twitter. He's it's from financial advisors, Kansas city said, so I will offer this. I'll invest in the S&P 500 and you invest in whatever stocks and cryptocurrencies you want. My charities, and then they're, I guess they're going to donate the, the proceeds to charity. And Cuban said, if you want to do a second bet for $1 million, I'm good. I'll stick with Netflix and Amazon 50-50. You take the 500. Biggest increase wins. Again, has to be a smart contract. $1 million deposited. Audio pays on a 10-year anniversary. You can pick the host and write the smart contract or I can. Deal? And he said, deal on both. So they have two bets. Uh, well, the first one is S&P 500 versus 50% Netflix and 50% Amazon. The second one is uh, S&P 500 versus 50% Bitcoin and 50% Ethereum. So, I mean, I think... Cuban's going to smoke them on both bets. Cause I, I think that right, right. I think Amazon long-term and the trajectory that Netflix is on. The only way I see Netflix, you know, kind of falling from grace is if, I mean, they have two problems. One, eventually they are going to run out of people that they can get for users. Um, but not that they'll have everybody signed up, but the people that can afford to sign up for it. Um, and B, there's nothing about their model that's proprietary. You know, they can, anybody can do it really. But the the second bet with the cryptocurrency versus the S&P 500 is like, that's the one I think is he's just going to fucking obliterate him on. Yeah, dude, especially like, we don't know when this little pop's going to be because it's going to fucking happen. Like it's going to happen in terms of, all the institutional money that's in Bitcoin right now, you know, like, yeah, it's gonna, the, the tide is gonna like essentially come in so fast that man, at, like you're, you're, you're kind of just going to be dead in the water. And then, then it's going to be at the point where, you know, a Bitcoin is worth so much money or, or, you know, whatever, you know, I, I have a feeling it's going to be Bitcoin or at least Bitcoin's going to be a player long term. 
but you know, so your everyday millionaire is now going to be like, oh shit. And they're going to have to move their, what they thought, you know, was a huge chunk of American dollars yep. into Bitcoin. Um, and, and it's going to, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you got 2 million bucks. And, and, you know, when the time comes, who's to say that, you know, a Bitcoin won't be, you know, 350,000 bucks. So it's like, I'm just making up numbers, obviously. Well, know, I, but any, I don't, any, I don't. Anything can happen, but it just like, literally it's going to, there will be this point where these big institutions and these big rich players and the Mark Cubans and the, all these guys who are buying up, you know, hundreds of thousands of these things right now, yep. there's only going to be 21 million. Right. And then you fucking get Deutsche Bank and fucking Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan and all these other big players who are now institutions with trillions. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Mark Cuban is going to be richer than all them, like richer than the institutions. So it's like this whole great reset is it's, it's going to reset a lot, but it's also going to take some players who were diversified and put them over the top, like into scary wealth because it's it just, it's inevitable. It's like, you know, this, the, the monetary system is broken and this is the first thing that's ever made any sort of sense to fix it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. And like in it, but it's ironic because to a degree, it, it's, it, it almost will have similar consequences because obviously, you know, the decentralized currency, the fact that nobody, no one person controls it, blah, blah, blah. But all the sharp money, so to speak, that's like buying it now, well, when there is no more, you know, no more being produced or, or mined, like there is going to be more people that control like a larger percentage of the money, but there's still going to be, Less. It's still going to be a minority of people that are controlling a huge portion of the money. But like the difference is, is that the average person has the ability to jump in right now and take their piece of it as opposed to just waiting until it's all sold out and then having it dictated by who is willing to sell and, and right. whatnot. And, and that's the other beautiful thing is it will never be sold out because, you know, someone will always be, willing to sell you know what right, i mean it's right, like right. at some point you know it's not gonna it's gonna be the type of thing where we're not gonna be dealing with bitcoins anymore we're gonna be dealing with satoshis right and if every bitcoin is worth one million satoshis so right now that's how that's how the system is set every bitcoin can be broken into one million pieces now once, once all 21 million Bitcoin are into circulation, I have heard that if and when it is possible for them to break those millions down again, mm. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like tens so, of millions and hundreds right, of millions. Right, 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 right. So they can add like 10 more decimal places um, once it's all done. Like meaning once every Bitcoin is mined, which won't be till like, tw- I don't know, 2064 or some like way far off time. Well, right, because you've got the halvings uh, every so often and... Um, you know, with, uh, it's like Schrodinger's cat, you know, where, where you do the halvings every few years, was it every four years they do it? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but it is, it's just, it's just interesting, man. It's just, you know, something that you and I, and and, and what, what, what is it right now? So it's, I think it's 50, 58 grand right now per Bitcoin. Yeah. It's, it's it's running up last night. Uh, uh, 58 grand. Yep. Two weeks ago, it was at 64, which was his all-time high. So from episode whatever, three, the finance episode, I think it was like four grand a pop. So you'd be up a hot 60 right now. Um, uh, let's so see. Episode, okay, where are we? March, March, March. March 12th, 2020, it was 5,300 bucks. And now it's 58 grand. <laughs> Oh, geez, man. It's hard being so good at this stuff and being so right all the time. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to – oh, actually, I wanted to bring this up a, a couple minutes ago, but I almost forgot. Uh, the interesting thing about Tesla, though, is that Tesla's share price is not directly connected to what Bitcoin does. So because and, – and, and a lot of these companies, actually, there's – I think there's, like, 40 companies that have Bitcoin on their balance sheet – and some are probably more like heavily invested in it and others in terms of like what they plan on doing. Um, but, you know, Tesla bought whatever it was, $5 billion worth of Bitcoin to put on their balance sheet. And now their share price is directly connected to what happens with Bitcoin. So on days when you see Bitcoin really, really running up, you'll notice that Tesla share price tends to go with it. Like yesterday, Bitcoin had a big day yesterday. Tesla share price ran up with it. It had been getting kind of hammered. Conversely, when Bitcoin has down days, you know, it's it's affecting Tesla stock as well. So it's kind of an interesting concept that, uh, you know, these companies are now tied in. But I mean, if you're looking at this and you see Tesla, which is one of the largest companies in the world by market cap, as well as, you know, these big financial institutions investing in cryptocurrency and, you know, making this their big bet and you're not buying it, like, I don't I don't know what more of a sign that you need that like you're fucking missing out. And the crazy thing is too, is that like, I think a lot of people have it in their head. Okay. Bitcoin's $58,000. That's too expensive. I can't get in. It's too late. I missed it. And we talked about this during investing and not like getting picky about, you know, prices that you buy stuff at. If you believe it's going to be half a million dollars in four years, then who gives a shit if you get it at 58 grand or 75 grand, if it goes to half a million bucks, who gives a fuck, you know? And if you can, you know, over the course of the next couple of years, accrue half a Bitcoin, well, then you're going to have 250 fucking grand when it gets there. And, and like, it probably will get there. And then you've got the alternative of Ethereum where like more of a technology, more technology behind it, more technology built off of it. And that's 2,800 bucks. And like, you know, it's probably a safe bet to think that once Bitcoin keeps going up and up and up and people are like, all right, well, I can't get into this. I'll get into Ethereum, the number two one by market cap. Whoa, that has technology behind it. Look at all these NFTs being built on the Ethereum uh, blockchain. So like, 
you're, if Ethereum goes to 100 grand in five years, you can get it right now for 2,800 bucks. I mean, that's about right. as good a deal as you're going to get. Exactly. And, and, you know, there's, it's, hey, we're doing our due diligence right now. We've, we've talked about it, we've preached about it. Um, there, if there's going to be any pullback, like they're, they're here. You heard it from from someone's mouth. Like I've already, I've been through the the big ass fucking drop off. No shit. Like the big ass drop off. We're talking massive, like fourteen hundred down to ninety (laughs) dollars. It was over two years. So, and in those two years, it we like not once was you know maybe you know shit maybe once or twice Bitcoin was in the news or something, you know what I mean? And it was probably in the news in negative light, you know, not even in positive light. So it's like, I I always talked about my professor that I was, I was skiing with. Um, And so, you know, we text here and there and and he sent me a message the other day. He's like, you know, he's, he's an ex, you know, New York marketing guy, Dartmouth guy. And he's like, you know, Bitcoin, all the rage on Wall Street right now. You know what I mean? So here's a guy that's, you know, much older, much older that is now, you know, in tune with what's going on. Mostly because I brought it up to him three years ago and he laughs his ass off because he's like, eh, you know, like, what the hell are you doing? And, and now he's like, you know, now I know what you're doing. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so it's all good. But meaning it's just, it's just starting to hit these, you know, new demographics and, and people every single day, people are learning about it for the first time. And that's, that's the, that's the bottom line. And, and with that being said, it's just like, I think the best thing to do, um, I texted my sister yesterday about ah, shit, maybe a couple months ago, not even two, two and a half months ago. Um, actually, it was right before the big rot, like one week before all that Robin Hood shit went down. I had her throw $100 of ether into Robin Hood. And uh, I texted her yesterday. I said, hey, what's that 100 bucks at? She said 212 so that's doubled um i'm not a math guy but that's uh that's just over double yeah Um, well and and ben as somebody that kind of like you know i i I talk about a lot that i try and pay attention to the broad markets and kind of what's going on in the markets overall and you know the s&p 500's hanging around its all-time highs and and seems like every other day it closes at a new all-time high Dow Jones, the same thing. And so like stocks are running up, but it's not with the same pace that we were seeing at this time last year. And that's because the retail investors that, you know, that were, were pumping stocks up last year and all that shit, they, they're not, they're not as heavily investing this year because life is starting to get back to normal. The, the distractions that keep people from paying attention to this stuff are back and, and people are living their lives again, and which is great. They should be. But the consistent thing has been that cryptocurrency is just still flying because the people that believe in it are still believing in it constantly. In fact, 
another thing I meant to bring up the guy that I learned how to actually, this is kind of twofold. The guy that I learned how to read the stock charts from Gerald Peters, uh, full auto 11 on Instagram. Great follow. If you want a guy who, who posts 9,000 Instagram stories every day, but historically he always was like against cryptocurrency. Not, he just, he viewed it more as like, you know, a gold and silver type thing. And it was like, you know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with regulation and blah, 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 blah. Well, somewhere along the road, a few months ago, he kind of like started to dip his toe in and he's like, I'm going to do an experiment. I want to buy this Rolex. I forget the model. You'll know it. I'll show you. Um, And he's like, I want to buy this Rolex and I'm going to just exclusively do it um, by, uh, He's look at look at the screen real quick. Don't crash. That's kind of hard. That, that's not even a good Rolex. Well, I agree. It, Listen, that, that's like a. Show me that one more time. Yeah. That's not a. That doesn't even look like a Rolex. It's some sort of fucking Submariner or something. Uh. So well, regardless. So, you know, he's like, I want to buy this. Listen, Ben, he's like a redneck that lives in Huntsville, Texas. Okay. It's a, don't expect him to have like, you know, the best fashion sense. Okay. okay. Well, a uh, guy coming from uh, Boonies, Texas. Yeah. I've seen some fucking, some, some oil money. Yeah. Well, this there, guy so. doesn't have fucking oil. money, So he, uh, so he, his whole thing was like, I'm going to start this fund where I only buy cryptocurrency. He said, I'm going to buy a couple hundred dollars of Bitcoin every time I can and see how long it takes me to buy this watch. It took him like literally less than two months of just putting in like a hundred, 200 bucks a few times a week. And then like with the returns on Bitcoin. And now all of a sudden he is the biggest, like he's just pumping cryptocurrency, like can't stop talking about it. And this is a guy who like had wanted nothing to do with it and then bought himself a Rolex with it. was like, okay, you know what? I actually am behind this. So like, Anyways, I mean, this is, you know, the 15th well, episode we've done talk about cryptocurrency, but, you know, hey, we believe in this shit. Right. And then the other way to look at it is like, um, here, uh, humble brag, I have a Rolex and um, <laughs> if I had put, right now my Rolex is worth like 75 grand. 75 grand? had i put that money into it oh, oh okay okay <laughs> like damn bro that thing's a crew value we got to get to episode so, 500 already oh no, but there's the other thing it's like you could look at it that way it's like when i bought when i bought mine i obviously i bought it used and um like what they were going for it, it's up it's minimum three thousand bucks so the yeah. watch is up like three grand because I just, I, I obviously I bought it at a good time in terms of uh, the markets were just shit and everything has come up because obviously it's got gold in it. So the price of gold drives it up. Ah, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Um, my vintage, my vintage Movado has some gold in it too, but I got to get a new fucking band for it. All right, Ben, what do you think? Is it time? Is, I think it's time for our, uh, our weekly our, trivia yeah. game. Sure, shit is. Actually, I think this this is probably the last time we'll be able to do it because I think this is like the official end of flu season. Um, 
Let's see. Influenza cases. Here we go. Hey, by the way. Yeah. You definitely have to, oh, actually, I have to say, and cute, fun-themed uh, game show party music now. I had to leave the gap there because I got it. It makes it easier for me to find exactly where that is in the episode. Um, I I fucking died last week when I was listening to it. And it, and it came on to me. Listen, oh, I'm man. I'm I'm it, not. It really did make it more fun. It I'm really not did. I'm not an audio like engineer. I'm not like I'm not yes, awesome at this stuff. But I'll tell you what, I know how to do a handful of things and. Uh, it made for uh, it made for a funny uh, it made for for funny uh, funny little bit there. But all right, Ben, well, do you remember what we were at last week? Seventeen hundred something. I I, I it, it was seventeen it was seven seventeen sixty six. Okay. I wanted to say seventeen seventy six. Shout out America. America. Um, yeah. But but I had said eighteen thirty two. Okay. All right. And so your guess for this week 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 number uh 16 is that right no it's gotta be more week 40 date data cumulative since september 27th 2020 ben how many flu cases have there been this flu season in the united states of america with 330 million people i reckon there's been fuck i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna say 1832 my last week's guess you should know that, that the flu has slowed way down. 1,792 cases. Jesus. Just like the bourbon. 1,792. Man. Okay, so I was only off 40. What, what a crazy not, year. What a crazy year where we eradicated 99.9999% of flu cases. Just unbelievable by us, honestly. Yeah. I bet you it was the podcast. I bet you. I, I mean, <laughs> There's no really other explainable, uh, you know, argument to it. It's just I, I had enough people tuned in. They washed their hands. This is the new and, flu shot. Uh, yeah, they made a bunch of money and they're richer than the flu. Well, everybody knows when you got money, you can't get sick. So that's that's the truth right there. You know, all those germs on those dollar bills, baby, they just protect you. They form like a shield around you. Um, right. Exactly. That is crazy, though. I mean, I can't believe I still can't believe more people aren't talking about that. But it is what it is. Well, uh, we are. And we're more people. And that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, man, today, I don't know if you know this. Today is the day where you can you, the CDC says you can walk around outside without a mask on again if you're vaccinated. So uh, that's that. Fuck that rights. Amazing. Fuck rights. Fuck rights. <laughs> where, hey, where are you going to go? What are you gonna Bro, do? I don't even know, man. I, I'm so jazzed up. I might just sit out on the street in a in a lawn chair and just like sit there and smile at everybody that walks by because they can see. I mean, I'm not vaccinated, but thankfully this isn't Nazi Germany circa 1939. So nobody has asked me for proof that I'm vaccinated yet. Uh, but, you know, that's probably coming down the road. Any day now, pal. Um, it's fucking crazy. Day. You see Joe Biden. You see Joe Biden's speech the other day. No, 
he was he was given he was given an address to uh, to Congress. I think it was his first address to Congress. He, he was able to stay awake the entire time. Stayed stayed awake the entire time, but went on a rant about uh, the Constitution, right? Because in the the preamble to the Constitution, it's you know we the people, and the the kind of gist of it is that like we the people are you know what makes up this country. Like we are the ones who you know dictate what happens in this country. And Joe Biden turned that into we the people are the government and the government, we are the people. So like it's our job to make people's decisions for them because we are the government, we are the people, which is basically the opposite of the uh, original idea of the preamble to the Constitution of the United States of America. So it's a very interesting speech. That, uh, you know, you would think a guy who is the president of the United States would have taken some civics classes at some point down the road and understood a little bit more. But, hey, that guy doesn't even know what day of the fucking week it is, man. So, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. Well, me either. But there's a big difference between him and I. Um, Well, you're retired. That's why you don't know what day of the week it is. (laughs) He's just another R word. But uh, we'll we'll (laughs) say he's an R-E-T word. That's not tired. Um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of rude. Um, yeah, he's retro. He's retro. That's a joke. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Retroactive. Um, it's unbelievable, well, man. Yeah, dude. It sure is, man. It sure is. But uh, hey, he's our president and he's leading this great country. That's all I got to say. You know, I listen, Ben, I will say this, and, and it, it, I don't love to say it because I don't I hate giving the guy any credit. But the fact that he has become the president, when you really look at it, when it boils down to it, <clears throat> the country is not as insufferable as it was a year ago. And I know that sounds weird because it's like, well, you know, no, I completely agree. Like what? Like, but it's just a shame that. Right now, it's insufferable because all the shit that went like it it quieted people down, but right. it was it's a band aid. People don't oh, understand. Totally. You know what I mean? We're just, um, yeah, we put a band aid, you know, over over something that needs some, you know, open heart surgery. There was. Uh, uh, Joe Rogan had a great fucking quote. I was listening to uh, to an episode of his podcast. I forget who he was talking. I think he was talking to uh, he's talking to this economist Weinstein, Eric Weinstein, I think is his name. A nice Irish Catholic fellow. And uh, he, he said that uh, he said uh, uh, he goes uh, uh, soft. I'm sorry. Hard times make hard men. Hard men make soft times, soft times make soft men, soft men make hard times. And so it's just like this cyclical thing that we're in where, you know, you look at the great, you know, the greatest generation with World War II, you know, and and the veterans from World War II and that led into Korea. And like those men, I mean, you know, like, you you know, your your grandfathers from that generation might like they were just men. They just, they did what they had to do. They worked, they, they provided, they, you know, did what they had to do for their families and the loved ones. And now we have this generation and and not to get too, too deep into it, but like we have this generation of just like soft fucking people that like, you know, are more concerned about their feelings getting fucking hurt than just doing what they need to do 
to keep pushing themselves harder and further. I was, I was talking to someone because, you know, we're obviously we're coming up on the one year anniversary of our Montana and uh, Martha's Vineyard episode. And uh, like I, I was talking to someone about the other day and it's like that was kind of the, the launching point for like me really kind of pushing myself to get to the next level. And looking back on it, you know, 11 months later, like, holy shit, what a change. And I just don't think enough people have that fucking mindset, you know? Right. And there, but I think there's something to be said about that in terms of, you know, for all these, all these years, I kind of, that I kind of went through life. And I mean, dude, I analyze everything. I look at everything. I look at people. I, um, I look at the, you know, their actions, like, you know, what they do, um, everything. And it's like, for me, I feel like I'm in a place right now that like, as stupid as this sound, I didn't think was achievable because, and I don't, I don't mean it like that. I mean it like I didn't, I simply didn't have the knowledge like, if this makes sense, like, I can't, I could not physically work a job right now. And, and hey, anything can fucking happen. And that's the other thing about my mindset is like, take it all away from me and, and whatever, like I'll restart, and, you know, I'm not scared. But I physically could not find a job right now that would, that would keep, that would pace what my money is doing for me you have no financial incentivization to work because your money is making more money than anybody is going to pay you correct so that like for me what does that mean well how do you keep it you know what i mean how do you how do you take that and make even more and that's what i'm doing right now i'm learning that and i'm doing what I can, I'm taking it in, you know what I mean? And yes, there's days when, yeah, I'm down and I'm fucking down big, but I'm never down because I like, I, I believe in it for one. And for two, it's, we're only getting started. Like literally it's, it's at the fucking beginning. So how do you keep money? You don't fucking spend it. So yeah. And I, I think just one, one more note, I want one thing I want to add to that. And uh, this was brought to my attention last Saturday. Um, Cause I, I, you know, you and I talked and or I mentioned on the episode, I had a birthday party, Scott, Scotty's birthday party to go to. And uh, so we had, uh, I had a newcomer come and like kind of join us. Um, and, you know, it was the first time they had experienced our group of friends and, you know, they were like, your, your friends are so awesome. And I'm like, yeah, they really are. Like I have, a, I have a really, really awesome friend group, but more than that, it's not just the fact that they're fun and you know, everybody's a good time and everybody's fun to hang out with and talk to, but it's the fact that we all like, aren't scared to have those kinds of conversations with each other. Like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? Are you, are you looking at houses? Are you looking for rental properties? What are you investing in? What are things you like? Like, you know, the fact that our friends had broken down that taboo barrier of talking about finances and things like that, like 
everybody, it just makes you want to work harder and push yourself more because you see what all your friends are doing around you. And you're like, I, you know, I look around and, you know, I, I consider myself to be pretty savvy and I don't have nearly the most money out of everybody. And so I see what everybody else is doing around me. And it's like, that just motivates me more to keep pushing and keep saving. And like, you know, like I mentioned last week, I put $2,000 away this month. I saved $2,000. And how did I do that? Granted, I had a good month of work and, and, you know, that's how I, you know, I'm able to make more money is by working harder. But on top of that, I just, I live like I'm fucking poor. Like I, I don't eat out with any regularity. I'm not going out with any frequency at this point. Like I, you know, cook all my meals at home and I, I bargain shop where I can. And like, I just, because I don't want to fucking work until I'm 65 years old, I'm more than happy to make those sacrifices now and keep pushing myself. If it means I can retire hell, even 10 years earlier, you know, let alone my goal of 20 years before that. So, um, the, the law is and very that, long. And that's, that's the other thing, dude. It's like, it only is, you only got, you can retire when you're, when you can pay for what you have. Right. You know what I mean? And, it, and that's, that's the issue with America is nobody can ever retire because they don't ever pay for what they have, you know? It's like straight up. That's the fucking truth behind it. If you have more money than you have debt, you're you're pretty much retired. Like if you can pay, yeah. you know, you know, in a sense. And then it then it comes down to, you know, it's like pick your spots. I have work lined up. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm picking what I want to do. Right. You know, I got I got two fence jobs right now lined up that are going to be like fun like intricate carpentry style jobs i'm not going to be you know fucking killing myself like yep. digging holes all day it's like it's like it's what i like to do that's the kind of shit i like to do i like to build stuff yeah you know it's like so i mean shit dude we've definitely this is, might as well call this like uh fin two finance to uh, <laughs> 50 58 episodes later because <laughs> i'm sure this was boring but on the flip side it's like fuck but i mean wake listen the fuck up. wake the fuck up i mean it may be boring if it's if this episode has been boring to you then there's no then you and i aren't helping that person anyways you know what i mean like at, at, at this point if, right and then and then what it even bigger than that is it doesn't matter. We're, we're helping ourselves. And this is, this is, yeah. This is about. If anything, this is therapeutic and it's you and I talking through it. Like exactly what I just mentioned about getting yourself friends that you can have these types of conversations with. I mean, you and I have these conversations constantly, regardless of we're recording the podcast or not, you know, we just be happy. And this is how we talk to each other when there's nobody listening, you know, let alone when there's 300,000 people listening, like there is when we, you know, put these episodes out, but, right. um, you know, I, ben, I have to shut off my notifications and my fucking DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But you're, hey, you're well, right. You know, it's funny. I've gone my long, I, I, it's been over a month since I've looked on my computer at my Instagram. So I'm, I'm dying to know if I have like seven or 10 unread messages. <laughs> Well, it's amazing how many all, it, all from a group chat. It, oh, I was just going to say, it's amazing how many people also send you shit when like, you know, I had this kid that I used to uh, work at the bar with this kid, Hector and uh, great kid. And he, he, uh, he loves sending me 
like reels on Instagram. And so when I first got back on Instagram after that couple months, I was off of it. He had sent me like 18 of them. And I was like, dude, do you think I'm just like, you know, because Instagram tells you when somebody has looked at your message. It's like, what do you think that I just like was ignoring all your messages? So you just kept sending more like what the fuck, dude? Like, And there were some good ones in there. But anyways, we, we've um, rambled on long enough at this point. Yeah. Hey, we've rambled on. But um, I, this is funny to me. But uh, so I, I'm on Facebook, obviously, because of Facebook Marketplace. Yep. It, it's taken me since I would say. It's taken me about three months. So every time hey, shout out any of my Facebook friends, I unfollowed every single one of you. Um, <laughs> so now when I log on Facebook, I follow like this. It's a snow brains account. He yep. like the best fucking like ski weather fucking you name it. So I, essentially you can unfollow somebody, but still be friends with them. Right. So you I just have, don't like, see any know, of their over, shit over a thousand friends. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. Um, but uh, meaning it's taken me, you know, because not everybody posts all the time. Right. So like you log on and it's like, oh, this person posted for the first time in a month. It's like, well, unfollow. Sorry. But uh, either way, it's, it's nice. So now I've officially gotten to a point where I can go on Facebook and I don't even see any fucking thing from anybody. It's awesome. So that's um, that's the beauty cultivate your life the exact way you want it to be man yeah so uh fuck sorry 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 to all my facebook friends but you ain't gonna fucking like it <laughs> i mean it to be to be fair i haven't unfollowed everybody on facebook and i don't like like shit or post shit or fucking half the time i don't even see shit so i'm right there with you but uh all right let's bring this bad boy home episode 61 the sunday conversation podcast subscribe rate review check out our patreon page which does still exist i checked the other day um thanks for listening in all honesty thanks for listening because i still it still blows my fucking mind that anybody listens to this fucking thing let alone the amount of people that listen also Um, shout out also shout out um 2000 and 2006 ben um, I was number 61 on the Harper Jr. Wolfpack. Not a big deal. Not um, a big deal, Benny. But, uh, buddy, get home safe. Can't wait to see you if I see you. Uh, yeah, you will. Love you, pal. Love you.